music artist Brody Fresh along here. Brody, how you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. What's up, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. Can't complain. Uh, you know, I appreciate you taking some time here tonight and, uh, you know, getting on the podcast. Uh, can you just touch on, Brody, where you grew up and uh, just kind of like your upbringing? Yep. So um, I'm from New York, uh, born in Queens, New York, Hollis, Queens, to be exact. And then, uh, you know, from there, I transitioned into Elmont, which is the first city in Long Island. And I grew up there with the high school, elementary, you know, what I mean, pretty much the rest of my, uh, my, my childhood I, I spent there. Okay. And, um, you know, like growing up, was it something right away you knew, all right, I want to get into music or when did, when did the dream start, you know, like the vision start to really come to fruition when, you know, when with music? Oh, definitely not as an artist. Mm -hmm. Um, from young, I played instruments, you know, I was a drummer, Mm -hmm. I played the drums probably from the first time you could start an instrument in elementary school. I want to say like second grade, um, you know, and, my father was a pastor, so I grew up playing the drums in church. I played in jazz band, marching band, pretty much every band you could think of that was in school, I played the drums in. But um, back then, I, it definitely wasn't like I wanted to be an artist or had any dreams of being a rapper. Uh, you know, I I, would, I, I loved music, but, um, you know, I was more focused on sports. I played basketball, I boxed, I played football, lacrosse. I, I thought I was going to be in the NBA. That was like my, my lifelong goal as a kid. So uh, the music kind of came into play more so like, after high school, around like 19, I started kind of messing around with it, 19, 20 years old. And then um, I pretty much started going hard from there. Right. Okay. And, um, you know, so we'll, we'll, we'll kind of get in here to, uh, you know, your music journey. Uh, you know, g- give me an example throughout your, you know, you, you said you've been doing it since, you know, you were about 19 or 20. So you've been doing it for quite some time now. Give right. me uh, an example of, of a a situation that, you know, uh, a roadblock that came along, uh, you know, obviously we're all faced with roadblocks in life, but give me like one that really comes to mind where it was like, you just thought you couldn't get past it. You thought you couldn't persevere. And, you know, what was it and how did you uh, face adversity and, and o- overcome it? Man, um, when it comes to music, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Think of which one to even talk about. But um, I mean, uh, let me see, what could be one? I say maybe like my, my first tour opportunity mm-hmm. ever. This is like 2013. I was like 23 years old. You know, I was living on my own. Uh, I got an opportunity to go on tour with King Los. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I had to kind of come up with the money and, and figure out how to hit the road. And I'd never been on the road before. And I didn't have a real manager. And it was like, yo, you know, we're going to jump in my car. We're just going to go. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember I had, a, I had a Honda Civic SI. And when I put everybody's bags in, my car was so low that... <laughs> The car wouldn't move. So I had to switch with one of my friends and take their car. Right. And um, I never forget, like, the opportunity came on, like, a Thursday. And uh, the guy was just like, hey, so, you know, the first tour date is on Sunday, which that Sunday just so happened to be my birthday. Um, and they were like, yeah. I'm like, all right, that's dope. Like, you know, I'm going to start touring my birthday. That's, that's lit. And, uh, you know, I'm in New York, and I find out that the first show is in Texas. Dallas, Texas, and I'm mm-hmm. like, whoa, how are we going to get to Texas from Thursday to Sunday? And um, we did it. You know, we left Friday, we jumped on the road, and we just drove all the way to Texas, and we followed him around in the Honda Accord. You know I mean? Wow. Like, <laughs> we, we just figured it out. You know, we was eating dollar menu sandwiches, sleeping in the car. Like, we, we were doing a lot to just try to really, really be there. You know what I mean? So. Right, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, they don't they don't see that in life. You know, they just see, like, all right, you know, somebody's at the top you know like it could be jay-z little wayne whoever it may be 
mm-hmm. and but they don't see you know the struggle they don't see the uh the situations that they had to get through to fulfill their dream to the highest level that it's at you know 100%. Absolutely. And can you just kind of touch on touring? Um, who, who were some artists you, you had the opportunity and the privilege to tour with? Oh, uh, man, I've toured with King Los was my first tour mm-hmm. ever. Um, after that, I toured with Corey Guns. Um, I did a little tour run with uh, Nipsey. Actually, I did six show dates with Nipsey. Mm-hmm. You know, rest in peace. And I, I did a couple show dates with Kid Ink. Um like full tours after that, I toured with Chris Webby. Mm-hmm. We did, uh, I want to say 15 cities or 20 cities, one of those. Um, you know, actually where you were at with me, Bub. Yes, sir. Um, and then uh, last year, I actually toured with Mozzie. Um, and that was a 23 city tour. So that was, that was super dope. That was my biggest tour um, pretty much in my career. So, you know, right. Growing, it's getting there. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, w- w- when touring, what would you say is. You know, you talked about, you know, some of the, uh, the things you, you go with, you know, touring that, that, you know, maybe some of the cons. But what would you say is your favorite thing about going on tour? Um, Being able to go to a different city, you know, where they're completely unfamiliar sometimes with who I am or even with, you know, our sound of music. You know, being from New York, you know, I toured with Mozzie, who's a, a West Coast artist. Um, and, you know, we had some East Coast dates, but we had a lot of dates on the West Coast. And, you know, just really being able to touch other markets and reach a new audience and new people and share, you know, share your gift with them every single day. Just being able to, you know, have conversations with them after and just talk to people and, you know, just kind of hear their story and, and, and really touch the people, you know? Absolutely. And, um, all right. So you, you know, you kind of elaborated on there, uh, in your last sentence, give me, uh, the most powerful or most impactful moment you were able to, uh, kind of observe or, or be a part of on a tour, just something that really like, you know, it really touched you or you, or you said, you know what, like my, uh, you know, my vision is really touching people, vice versa. Um, man, I would probably say, um, having a conversation with, with a supporter or fan after a show Mm -hmm. and they were talking to me about, you know, basically saying that certain things that I've said and just post from my Instagram with, you know, just kind of telling my story, it, it, it helped them to, uh, you know, kind of excel in their life and, and, and not to give up you know, on themselves, because I always preach that, you know, I'm not trying to make people just believe in me, but I'm trying to make them believe in themselves. That's like one of the most important things to me. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I've been in a position where I had nobody to really support what I was doing and, mm-hmm. and tell me like, yo, you know, you're capable, you know, so right. I have to tell everybody that, that I can, you know, that they're capable to do whatever they really want in life. Absolutely. And um, with with on tour, you know, like when you're performing, when you go out, you know, and the, the crowd is sold out, and you, you know, you're in these pack venues, uh-huh. uh, pack clubs, whatever it may, may be. What what is going through your mind? What is what are you feeling when you get to perform? Like what is what is the motion? What is the uh, the energy like? How, how are you feeling when you when you're when it's such a blessing to, you know, see people come out for your craft and you know, that that's supporting you. Like what, what is, what is uh, like, take, take me into like your point of view, what goes through your mind? I think for me, it's, it's really uh, more so making sure that I deliver mm-hmm. in a sense of uh, feeling, you know, like I try to, whatever kind of song I'm performing or, or song that I'm making and I'm creating, I always try to give the vibe of exactly what, you know, that's, that is, or exactly how I felt at that moment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if it's a conscious record, I try to get you to really feel and understand my story and, and really, not just hear it, but feel it, you know, and uh, same thing with up-tempo records, you know, if it's a club record, I want to put you in a setting where 
you know, you feel that up-tempo vibe and you feel good and it's feel-good music. And, you know, so I just really try to go out there and deliver, you know, the passion of my music so that they see that this isn't just something that I do for a hobby, but it's, it's really my life that I'm speaking about. Absolutely. And, um, you know, uh, you know, as many of us know or, or may not know, you got to work with Funk Flex. Uh, yep. Kind of describe that for me. I mean, somebody that is just so prolific and legendary. I mean, people could really uh, classify him as maybe the greatest DJ, you know, ever to do it. Uh, what, what, did, what did that mean? Uh, it was dope, man. I mean, being mm-hmm. from New York, Funk Flex is somebody that we grew up on our entire lives. You know, mm-hmm. one of the first times I've ever heard the radio you know, to even today still mm-hmm. hear him. So, you know, he's been here and he's an icon and staple in the hip hop industry, you know, and especially being from New York. So it was it was definitely a blessing. You know, I got um Flex has played my records, you know, I wanna say like three or four of my records and mm-hmm. you know, just I remember he came to me and one of my songs, uh Oh No was one of the records that he was moving. He was he was mm-hmm. uh spinning and he told me that that was his favorite song from me though so far that he's received. Mm-hmm. And that was kinda dope because the other two songs that he was spending prior to that one was featuring uh, Mano and the other one was featuring Dave East. So, you know, like the Oh No record was me by myself. So to hear him, you know, kind of appreciate me on, on my own mm-hmm. was kind of dope. Right. And and just describe that feeling. I mean, coming, you know, from somebody that, you know, has meant so much to music and just, you know, like I said, is, is really a legend uh, right. to, to, to say at the least. You know, there's probably not an adjective. Uh, powerful enough to strive funk flex and i don't think there's anywhere you could go and mention that name and somebody doesn't know him i mean what what was that what was that feeling like it it was a blessed feeling man because you know as an artist it's definitely every artist's dream and goal Mm -hmm. to make it a radio one day you know what i mean so making it to radio is one thing and then making it to radio with somebody so iconic as funk flex is is like a whole nother level of it so it was definitely a blessing you know i remember just kind of being stuck in the car just like wow like this is this is real. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like I actually accomplished this. You know what I mean? so. Absolutely. And um, can you touch on uh, that, uh, the like the work you did with VH1 or the sponsorship? Yep. So I'm on um, VH1 actually, same year as my first tour. This was like 2013 or 14, one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a placement. One of my records, Sound the Alarm, um, was actually placed on a TV show called The Gossip Game, which mm-hmm. is, uh, it was like a show about like, radio hosts and things like that. And like, it was like starring Angela Yee and, uh, you know, a couple other mm-hmm. dope hosts. And I got a chance to have my record featured on uh, the first episode of the show, which was big because, you know, that was like the highest rating show because everybody was checking it out to see what it was about. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was dope. I got to get my record placed on there. And at the end of the episode, they put, you know, uh, you heard that now here it is, you know, and they had like my mixtape cover on there with my information and it was dope. It definitely dope. <laughs> Absolutely. So now you you know, as you touched on, you you know, you've you've been blessed to have songs with Dave East, uh, you know, Tory Lanes, uh, Mano and, and so and so on. What was the artist that was um, you know, the what artist that you have a song with did you learn the most from? Would you say? Hmm. Um learn the most from. I, I feel like they were all kind of, you know, different mm-hmm. uh, situations and times in my career. Um, I would maybe say, I, I I don't think I could really place it on one. I think it's more mm-hmm. so like I learned a lot from working with different artists mm-hmm. from their own situations, you know, things that I right, got to right. see um, firsthand of, you know, kind of how the music industry works and how mm-hmm. you could be super talented, but you might not make it to be the biggest artist. 
you know, and there's just different things, variations that, you know, limit certain artists and, and then there's other things that make it, you know, pretty easy for certain artists, you know, so mm-hmm. just really seeing, um, you know, a bunch of different levels of artists that I've worked with. Uh, I think I, I just learned a lot in general from, from all of that. You know, I've, I've, I've worked with um, song wise, I've worked mm-hmm. with everybody from uh, King Lowe's, Corey Guns, um, Chinks, rest in peace, Chinks. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave East, uh, Main Old Troy Ave, Tory Lanes, um, you know, and, and I know there's a couple more that I'm missing. Smoke, Dizza, uh, Sue Surf, Sue Surf, right? Surf, yeah. Smoke Dizza. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a record with Fabio Foreign on my new album. Um, you know, so it's, I, I've got a chance to work with a lot of different and, and and kind of touch on that since you know, since we mentioned Sue Surf, I mean. There's another name, arguably one of the best battle rappers, you know, doing it. What, I mean, what, what was that like doing, doing, uh, having an experience with him, you know, working in the booth and studio? What was that like? It was dope because, um, you know, I, I'm truly a fan <laughs> of Surf's music, like mm-hmm. outside of him being a battle rapper, like his actual mm-hmm. content, because, you know, it's real. And, um, you know, I, I had brought Surf out to a show, you know, a couple of years prior to us doing a song together. So when I reached out, you know, it was already love. And, um, you know, we were both in L.A. at the time and, you know, he pulled up on me at the studio and we knocked it out in person. And it was dope because, you know, when you when you look up to somebody like that, as far as a lyricist, you know, you're like, yo, you know, I'm not going to let this dude kill me on a track. You mean so mm-hmm. kind of dope because we both sat there together. We picked a beat together and we both sat there and wrote our verses in the same room. And, you know, I know we were kind of like the tensions were higher. Like, let me hear what he said. You know what I mean, like, so mm-hmm. it was dope. It was, you know, good, good competition and good, uh, you know, good, good vibe. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, during your, uh, you know, ex- extensive, uh, you know, rap career so far, what what would you say was the moment like it was just like, wow, it was it, what was your most proud moment that you've had so far uh, in, in the music industry? The most proud moment. Um, um man, um, I'd say maybe last year, you know, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> getting back on tour and you know I, I had a rough uh last couple of years as far mm-hmm. as like personal life and you know I was fighting a case that was you know really could have potentially had me gone for a long time so mm-hmm. you know, coming off of that and not being able to really do music for like two years it was like a blessing to be like whoa you know like I bounced back from not being able to put out music and now you know this is arguably my biggest tour ever you know like and, and right. I got some of the biggest records ever of my career you know what mm-hmm. I mean? so, Right. That was a dope. That was a dope vibe last year for sure. Absolutely. And uh, can can you just kind of touch on um, you know, any youth that may come across this podcast that that may be going through some trouble, maybe you know, involved in some type of violence or in the streets? Can you just right. give them some encouragement of hey, you know, uh, whatever your your offering of encouragement would be uh, that you know they can. It's so much more to life than that. Right. I mean. Honestly, coming from somebody who's experienced both uh, both sides of it, you know what I mean, like, I was always a good student. You know, I was always involved, um, you know, in, in around the streets. And, 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 you know, I've done some things that, mm-hmm. you know, I felt was out of survival. You know, like, right, I, didn't, right. I didn't always do things that I was proud of, but I always did what I had to do to make it to the next level. And, um, you know, I feel like there's a lot of different people that necessarily aren't bad people but they're just mm-hmm. trying to survive you know what I mean like right. and when it comes to surviving a lot of people will go to drastic measures you know so it's like my thing is uh you know figure out what you want to do in life and mm-hmm. go as hard as you possibly can at that because 
The thing is that we look at these lives and we look at certain people in the streets and we're like, yo, you know, this guy got this and these things that I want. And we feel like sometimes that's the only way that we can get it is to be in the streets. Mm-hmm. But it's not. There's so much money out here. There's so much opportunity out here. We just got to focus and sacrifice and, and do the same things that you do, you do in the streets because the streets is a different type of sacrifice. You know, you mm-hmm. sacrifice your peace of mind. You sacrifice your freedom. You sacrifice, uh, you know, your life. You know, you're, you're right. risking your life every single day. You're looking over your shoulder every single day, and that puts a different type of pressure and tension, not only on you, but on your loved ones, you know? So you can do that. You can do anything. You know, if you can be outside and do that and take those risks, you could take the same risk of, hey, I'm going to be broke or, hey, I'm going to struggle for a couple of years to get to where I want to be in life, you know? Absolutely. And uh, can you just kind of touch on, like, uh, you know, any, say it's, you know, someone looking to get into, uh, you know, the, the music career, What what is your... Uh, you know, few things of advice to them. Uh, what what encouragement can you pass along to them? Anybody looking to really take their craft seriously and and you know make some strides of of doing you know music? I would say um really just be you. You know, like figure out what your story is and don't be afraid to share that story. Whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, whether it's negative or it's up times or down times. A lot of artists these days only share the glory and they don't tell you the story and the path and the struggle and the and the sacrifices that they made to get there, you know, so don't be afraid to tell your story. Don't be afraid to, to be vulnerable and put yourself in a position, a vulnerable position to be judged and seen in certain ways, you know, just stick to who you are, be true to who you are and set goals, you know, set a bunch of small goals that lead you up to the big goal and just keep going. Absolutely. And what what would you say uh, that you love most about music? Like what, what does it provide for you? What does it, uh, you know, just what is the feeling that you have like when you're when you're in the studio and when you know when you're uh, whether it's on tour in the studio working with other people uh, just what what give me give me like describe the feeling of love that you have for music. For me, um, for me, music is an expression. You know, so mm-hmm. I really get to, uh, you know, utilize it as a platform to express my life and things that I'm going through and also things that I see some of my peers go through and just kind of make people feel like, Hey, I feel you. I've been there. I've seen people that have been there and I'm telling you from firsthand, we can still, we can still make it out. You know, we can still do great things. Uh, we can still, you know, change a mindset of where we come from or whether it be somebody is rich or somebody came up broke because sometimes people that are rich, you know, have a lot of money, but don't have the love that they want, don't have their parents around and don't have the attention that they wanted you know, and just that feeling of love. So, you know, I try to just provide, uh, you know, my take on everything and just really express that so that everybody knows that you can really do whatever you want in life. Absolutely. And uh, just something kind of a little off top, off topic here. Uh, recently, I was named uh, an, an ambassador for Bodyguards Against Bullying. What would what would be your message uh, against bullying, like to anyone that is going through anything, whether it be some cyberbullying, uh, verbal, physical, whatever it may be? What What is your message to speak out against bullying in this uh, during this time? I would say, you know, to, to anybody dealing with that, just, you know, please, please love yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because. A lot of times, people that are bullying, they just don't love themselves. Really, um, get you know anything across is to is to bother somebody else or say negative things about someone else, you know, and and it's not it's not right. You know what I'm saying? Right, absolutely. Uh, I appreciate that. And back back to you know the music. What is 
what is your favorite song that you've done, whether it be something that you've had people feature on, whether it was a personal song with only you, what was the song that had the most meaning to you? Um, I'd say maybe this song on my upcoming project, uh, you know, I'm kind of just expressing, you know, my, uh, mm-hmm. my take on things with my daughter and being a parent and struggles that I've faced and, you know, things like that, you know, um, and it's called Lost and Found. Mm-hmm. And um, what, like, what now currently uh, can we expect from you? What What are some things you're working on? Uh, you just touched on a little bit of, of, you know, potentially some new music coming. What What can we expect to see from you here in the, new, the I'll, near uh, future? I'll be dropping a project, and as soon as this quarantine thing is over, um, it was actually set to drop on March 24th. And, uh, you know, all of my press was canceled due to, you know, the coronavirus. And um, just really just waiting for this stuff to clear up so that I could kind of get back to it and really be in a position where I could hit the streets and touch the people because I don't want to just put it out on the Internet. I want to be able to go see people, talk to people, you know, and and vibe out with the people. So um, as soon as this thing clears up, you know, I'm ready to go. Absolutely. And uh, can you just uh, touch on like when you got to get some like mentorship and when you got to have a connection with DJ mm-hmm. Enough? DJ Enough, man, is a, he's a great dude. Uh, I got to mm-hmm. I actually got interviewed by DJ Enough, um, you know, on one of his shows. And I got to perform live there uh, a few years back at Hot 97. Um, and it, it was dope, man. Again, DJ Enough is a, a legend, a pioneer. You know, he was, you know, the late great Biggie Smalls DJ. You know, so to be able to, you know, perform and be interviewed by him and, and, and respected as an artist by someone, you know, that's that's so iconic. Uh, it, was, it was a blessing. Absolutely. And um, if you could uh, basically any any situation that you've been through, um, you know, whether it was, uh, you know, something that was just, you know, like we touched on earlier, you, you just felt you couldn't get past it. What what it what is your uh, advice to somebody in life that is going through the struggles right now and saying, Hey man, I just, I, I can't get out of it. I, I don't know what I can do. What is your advice? Like what, what is your problem solving skill advice to, to anybody that's going through a tough time in life that they just feel like they, that, that situation, they just can't beat it, that the odds are against them for whatever reason that they don't have uh, the, the cards in their hands that they're looking for. What, what is your advice to them? I would say um, pray and don't stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever it is that you're doing in life, just find a way to be consistent. You know, sometimes we, you know, even myself, you know, I'll, I'll procrastinate just because I'm like, oh, you know, I need to deliver this message at this level. You know, it has to be such a high level. But sometimes you just got to get it out there at whatever level you can get it out there and just keep going. You know what I'm saying? Because it'll reach the people the same way. It doesn't always have to be fancy and glorious. You know, like as long as you're working, people are going to see that, you know, and, and whether they acknowledge it or not, they're going to see it. So eventually it's going to pay off. Absolutely. And uh, give me like, uh, give me a story. Give me like, uh, it can be, it can be good or bad. Anything, you know, whether it was tour, uh, any concerts, any shows you did, like just give me a, a, a memory that you have, whether it be like some wild story or, uh, you know, some, some really powerful, great story. What, what is something that really comes to your mind first off at the top of your head with a scenario like that? Um, Man, I say maybe, let me see, maybe like uh, 2014 or, yeah, I think it was around 2014, I got an opportunity to be, uh, I had just moved back from Florida, 
Um, and I got an opportunity mm-hmm. to be interviewed on Hot 93.7 in Connecticut, which is their major radio station. Um, you know, and that was super blessing. You know, it was like one of the biggest moments of my career, my first time ever being on live radio. And, um, you know, I never forget the interview was on a Friday night at midnight from midnight to, to 1230 a.m. And mm-hmm. um, the next day I had a show in Atlanta uh, at 6 p.m. the next day, meaning that Saturday. And you know, I wasn't in a position where I had enough money to fly there with me and my friends, you know, and I didn't want to go by myself. You know, I could have afforded to fly myself, but not to bring everybody. So uh, I decided to make a decision to drive down there. So, you know, it's a 16-hour drive. So I had to leave mm-hmm. directly after my interview. So I got out of the interview on Friday night at one, well, Saturday morning, Friday night at 1 a.m. And I drove straight from there straight to Atlanta. And uh, my car was stick shift at the time. And all five of the people that came mm-hmm. with me, none of them knew how to drive manual. So I had to drive by myself. So I wow. drove all the way down 16 hours. I made it there about 5 o'clock. Checked into my hotel, changed. We jumped out and went straight to the, the, uh, the show. It was called Cumberland Road Day Park in Georgia, um, Atlanta, Georgia. It's like a, a, a day, like an event they do once a year. And um, it was huge. You know, Gucci mm-hmm. Man was performing, Rocco, uh, Jacquees, uh, a bunch of a bunch of big artists back then, you know, that are, that are still doing their thing now. So it was a great opportunity. And, um, you know, i never forget, I was supposed to go on next, and Rocco went on stage right before me. And when he went on, uh, mm-hmm. he brought like 50 people on stage. And the cops shut the event down, and... Um, I was unable to perform. And it was like I drove all the way out. Wow. And, and I had to drive right back because I had work the next day. And I didn't even get to perform. But I did build some relationships that are valuable still to this day. And, you know, it was just a lesson of like, mm-hmm. man, you know, everything happens for a reason. You know, but we've, been, we've, we've taken some trips, man, that, that really, really discouraged us. And, and we kept going. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's, you know, it, that that's a powerful story because, you know, so many times in life, you know, it's like something like that happens to somebody and they just say, hey, man, I'm, I quit. You know, I don't want to do it anymore. But it's a testament to, you know, like you said, how bad do you want it? Everything happens for a reason, uh, you know, that you just you're going to take some losses along the way. And, and, and as as long as you learn, you really don't lose. You know, as long as you learn something, you could take something from every experience, right. you know. And um, can, can you just touch on, obviously, you know, um, we, we touched a lot on touring. Uh, what, what was your favorite city, uh, favorite state you've ever, uh, you know, had the opportunity to go to? To perform in? Um, yes. Man, that's hard. Uh, oh, man, favorite city to perform in. I mean, I love a lot of the cities, man. I don't know if I could really pin that to one or uh, Pennsylvania was crazy. Uh, Denver's crazy. Uh, California is crazy. Um, man, there's a lot. There's a lot. I don't, I don't really think I, I, I've had an experience yet that made me feel like this one is the the standout city, you know. But I just I just love being on right. the road, you know. Absolutely. And uh, as we're getting ready to wrap up here, can you just kind of any last, uh, you know, words of encouragement to anybody, any, um, you know, last words of motivation, you know, to anybody that's really, you know, trying to pursue their dreams? What, Again, what would that I would be, say, Brody? Uh, you know, figure out what you want to do and don't don't uh, don't don't get there, you know, as quickly as as you want to, you know, like t- 
take a bunch of small steps that lead you over to the big goal and keep checking off those small goals, stay consistent, stay prayed up, and keep going. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll finish off on this last keynote. What was the thing uh, since you very first, you know, the very first day you started with music to very to, to this point right now? What what is the one thing that you learned the most, like the, the most important thing in the music journey that you've learned this far? I would say you got to stay consistent. You know, it's a game where until you build a huge fan base. And even when you do build a huge fan base, you can be forgotten so easily. You know, some people will sleep on Big Sean and J. Cole because they haven't dropped projects in a year or two. But they forget that every project mm-hmm. they've ever dropped is one platinum. You know, so it's like, you you know, you right. got to figure out what lane you want to be in as an artist, you know, and then do what it takes to stay in that position, you know? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, again, thank you so much, Brody. And, uh, you know, I appreciate your time tonight and, you know, just allow me to kind of pick your brain per se and, you know, uh, with your experience in, in the music industry. That. And, uh, yes, sir. And, uh, you know, for anyone that doesn't know, I've actually had the opportunity to bodyguard Brody and, you know, I just nothing but respect. And, you know, I appreciate you and you, you know, you came to my commercial and allow me to Likewise. come on tour with you and, you know, th- things like that. So it's definitely a, a brotherhood and, just know I'm I'm in your corner Likewise, and I bro. fully Likewise. support you. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. And this is the Bubba's Bodyguard Podcast, available on all major podcast platforms. Bubba's Thank you, Bodyguard Brody. Podcast. Make sure y'all stay tuned, man. You know what's up. Yes, sir. Make sure y'all follow Brody, Brody Fresh on uh, all social media That's handles, it. I Brody believe, Fresh right? All right. My brother. All right. I appreciate it.